And we're turning in the Word of God this evening to the prophecy of Jeremiah. Jeremiah in chapter 29. Jeremiah wrote in the days of the captivity as the Assyrians came and carried many away into the land uh, of Assyria and uh, Jeremiah the prophet uh, sought to tell the people and to warn them and to have them to seek the Lord that they might be delivered from this about the time had come when the Lord said well uh, they are going to be taken away and so Jeremiah is prophesying at such a time it must have been a very hard time for him Uh, i'm sure it's something like the days in which we live now where people didn't want to listen they all thought that their way was the right way and uh, of course the judgment came upon the land so we'll we'll begin our reading there at verse 4 jeremiah 29 and verse 4 thus saith the lord of hosts the god of israel unto all that are carried away captives whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Build ye houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that ye may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it, For in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which ye cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. For thus saith the Lord, that after seventy years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you. And perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I have toward, I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. Because ye have said the Lord hath raised us up, prophets in Babylon, Know that thus saith the Lord of the, uh, Lord of the King that sitteth upon the throne of David, and of all the people that dwelleth in this city, and of your brethren that are not gone forth with you into captivity, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Behold, I will send upon them the sword, the famine, and the pestilence, and will make them like vile figs that cannot be eaten, they are so evil. And I will persecute them with the sword, with famine, and with the pestilence, and will deliver them to be removed to all the kingdoms of the earth, to be a curse, and an astonishment, and a hissing, and a reproach among all the nations whither I have driven them. Because they have not hearkened to my words, saith the Lord, which I sent unto them by my servants the prophets, rising up early and sending them. But ye would not hear, saith the Lord. 
Amen. We'll leave the reading just there. And those who remained there in, in Jerusalem uh, were for more trials and more tribulations than those that were carried away into captivity at that time. And uh, in fact, we read of that in Ezekiel, uh, particularly in the 16th chapter, but also in other parts of Ezekiel too, of the suffering of those who were in Jerusalem at that time. Let's bow our heads in prayer and seek the Lord's face. Our Father, we come before thee this evening and we pray that thou wast drawn nigh to us as we consider the word of God. We pray that the gospel of Jesus Christ might be heard here tonight. Lord, that it might be repeated, perhaps, or that it might be heard by some who have need of salvation. Lord, we pray that thou wast deliver men and women unto thyself, that they might know the grace of God, that they might know the salvation of the Lord. Help us, we pray thee, to seek thee and to find thee. And Lord, we pray that thou was make thyself uh, evident to us that we might find thee when we seek thy face with all of our heart. Bless us then this evening, we pray thee, and continue with us now in Jesus' precious and worthy name. We ask it. Amen. I want to take the 13th verse as a text here this evening. And it says there, and ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Of course, the context here is after the 70 years. And it was so. As the Lord had promised, it was so. We read in the book of Daniel that Daniel indeed read the prophecy of Jeremiah of the 70 years. And when the 70 years were due to expire, Daniel himself came before the Lord and began to pray. And God heard his prayer and God worked to bring the people back. We know how that Ezra and Nehemiah came back into the land. They began to build the, the altar first and then the temple and then also Jerusalem, the walls of Jerusalem. And all of those things came about. And as the Lord says that he had uh, thoughts of, uh, of good, thoughts of peace and not of evil uh, to give you an expected end. And he uh, was going to do all of those things. And we have similar promises, don't we, in the gospel, because the Lord has said that those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And there is a, a something of a parallel here, uh, not necessarily saying that this is teaching that message, but there is a parallel that we might draw upon to see that God has thoughts of, uh, of good, thoughts of peace toward those who seek his face. And many are in positions of captivity. We were thinking this morning about mammon and how that it can be our jailer and how the, the fear of not having money or seeking after money or seeking the pride that comes with wealth and all kinds of different things can be uh, a trap for us, a snare for us. And in fact, the Apostle Paul, as we saw this morning, uh, does speak of uh, riches in that, in that vein. So we, there, there, there are many who are caught up in things in this world, caught up perhaps with riches, caught up with drugs, caught up with drink, caught up with uh, familial uh, situations, caught up in work that they don't enjoy, uh, caught up in situations where they don't have enough money, uh, where they don't know where to go. Some have absolutely nowhere to go and they are in these different kinds of captivity, but captivity it is nevertheless. And if they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, they are in the darkest of captivities. As the Lord Jesus said, we saw a week or so ago, uh, how that 
Uh, if thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, then how great is that darkness. And those who walk in darkness have a great darkness upon them. There were those, of course, in the captivity who just longed to go back to their land, to their home, to Jerusalem, and not realizing just how bad Jerusalem was and what the persecutions were there and the destruction which had come upon it. That glorious temple of Solomon had been broken down. It had been stripped bare. Uh, the gold and the silver and the, uh, all the great things, the great uh, uh, furniture of the temple was gone. Uh, and the walls were collapsed and the houses within were desolate 70 years is a long time uh, for things to be left there used to be just down the road there on the way on into Staines uh, a house on the left which was a really nice house I always used to drive past and think that's a, that's a really nice house it's a shame it's been left desolate uh, perhaps there was um, the, the airport probably owns the land and their purpose was for it to fall down at some point which it did uh, eventually, but I remember it in my youth, and it was a, a nice double fronted house, a big house, uh, at least four bedrooms. And I often thought it would be a, a nice place to live. Well, it's gone now, and that's within 70 years. I know I look old, older than 70, uh, but I'm not uh, quite got, got there yet. Uh, but nevertheless, it has fallen down within that time, probably in 50 years anyway, uh, and it is gone. So you can imagine what Jerusalem looked like. There were people perhaps living there, so there were places here and there which perhaps had been kept to some standard, uh, but it was broken down. People were looking to go back, and they were looking uh, to enjoy those things. And some people, well, we realize that people have an expectation of what will be. Uh, hope springs eternal is that old saying isn't it in the human breast and people hope the things are going to get better and they hope that we will uh, they will overcome in the end but there is something more than a hope here the hope which those who put their trust in the lord here uh, was a hope of the lord's presence and the thoughts of peace and not of evil that he had toward them that he would bring them back from their captivity, that he would gather them from the nations, that he would bring them back and that it would be built once again. Of course, God had even deeper plans for Jerusalem than this because it was in Jerusalem uh, so many hundreds of years later that the Lord Jesus Christ would come and that the Lord Jesus Christ would die, that he might redeem us from our sins. And we are bringing those two things together, in a sense, uh, here tonight. So I want to consider these words when the Lord says, Then shall you call unto me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. First of all, I want to consider the action that we are pressed to. The Lord says that he would be found of us when we seek him with all our heart, with all our heart. Now, there are some, of course, who uh, perhaps being brought up in some semblance of a, uh, of a Christian understanding, think to themselves, well, if God is going to save me, then he will come and he will save me. I remember a young man many years ago, uh, I say a young man, he was older than me then and he's older than me now. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, he, he was a man who thought to himself, well, I believe that God saves souls, that we can't seek God, but God seeks us. And so he was all, always used to be saying to the like of, of, well, if God wants me, then he will save me. 
he will seek me and I will wait and I will get on with my life and when God wants me but that's not what the Lord says here it says then shall ye call upon me and the the offer uh, of the revelation of God is given isn't it here he says to them that I have thoughts which are thoughts of peace to give you an expected end then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you the Lord is already ready the Lord is ready the Lord is already seeking the Lord is uh, uh, offering his hand he is setting it out before us Uh, we sometimes think that there's nothing that we can do but the Lord requires of us that we seek him and as we are moved to do so uh, we recognize that the Lord's hand is already upon us you see this is 70 years before that they were going to call upon him 70 years the Lord knew what was going to happen the Lord knew that Daniel would be there the Lord knew of all of those such as Nehemiah and Ezra who desire to go back the Lord knew and the Lord called them and they called on the Lord and so we are also pressed to this action that we should call on the name of the Lord if you are here or in hearing this message in some way and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ the Lord says seek me seek me and I will be found of you I am here I am beside you and you are able to call upon my name Uh, that is what we are bidden to do Uh, Spurgeon put it in this way that there would be a door saying whosoever will may come and as we go through the door and look back it says elect from the foundation of the world well the Lord knows there's no one that comes to the Lord that he doesn't know about doesn't matter which way you cut it doesn't matter whether you believe in the election of the the people of God and the elect uh, that God calls to himself or whether we think that uh, a person chooses God doesn't matter one way or the other God still knows every person who's going to be saved it it makes no difference whatsoever uh, to the 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 very fact that God is all-knowing that there is nothing that will come come to him with as a surprise now I I recognize that some think that it is in the power of man for salvation. But God knows all things. He is way ahead of us in everything. And he is 70 years before the people would call upon him. He says, this is what you will do. When you do that, I will be found of you. This is what will happen. And I will bring you back. And I will gather you. I will gather you, see, It doesn't say that you will gather yourselves and you will seek me in such a way as to come back from all those nations, but I will gather you. I am there first. I I, I will gather you. And the way that we will interact with each other is you will call upon me and I will be found of you. There are, of course, scriptures of uh, of those who uh, seek some great sign. Think of the, the rich man and Lazarus in the parable uh, in Luke's gospel and how that the rich man said father Abraham send back someone uh, send me back or send someone else back to tell my brethren about this place and the Lord's uh, and Abraham said uh, that they have Moses and the prophets if they hear not them they will not believe if one rose from the dead and of course 
Uh, there is a, a double thought there because one did rise from the dead. Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And yet still those who say show us a sign will not receive that sign. And they say no we have not seen it with our eyes. And therefore it didn't happen. Well it doesn't make any difference what comes if we don't hear the voice of the Lord. And our hearts are hardened to such an extent. Then uh, we will not receive him whatever happens. But we are to search for him. We are to search for him first of all in the scriptures. Where do we find God? Job asked that question. Oh, that I might know where I might find him. Well, Job didn't have the scriptures in the same way that we do. We don't know whether he had any of the scriptures. It seems uh, that he lived sometime around the time of Abraham. Whether anything was written then, I don't know. Uh, certainly knew the Lord, and the Lord spoke to him. And those who were around him, they had a concept of the Lord too. Because they were telling him all of the things that he must have done wrong. So that God's judgment was upon them. It was upon him. But we are to search for the Lord in the scriptures. Where do we search for him? In the word of God. Read the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Uh, we could go further then. Uh, also and say, well, in the house of God. Here in, in the house of God, whether it be this church or any other, where the gospel is preached, where the word of God is read, uh, there the scriptures are spoken. And there are those who within that uh, congregation of people know the scriptures and you're able to speak to them and say to them, well, what does the scripture say? And they're able to open the word and to point you to the scriptures. I realize that there are many people who have made an attempt to read the word of God. And some have come to such positions as, uh, as Leviticus. And uh, the first number of chapters of Leviticus anyway are very repetitive of all of the sacrifices. Uh, and very little would be understood by someone who is just coming to the scriptures for the first time. And there are other parts as well, of course, in Chronicles and the like, where it's just a list of names and people who are the, the sons of this person and that person. That means little to them. And even coming to some of the other parts of scripture, there are things hard to be understood, as Peter writes concerning the writings of Paul. So coming to the house of God is a good thing, to hear the word of God expounded. How are we to search for him with all of our heart? Search the scriptures. In them ye think ye have eternal life, they are they which testify of me, Jesus said search for him in the house of God for where two or three are gathered together in my name there am I in the midst of them search for him then also in prayer James says in chapter 4 and verse 8 draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you cleanse your hands ye sinners and purify your hearts ye double-minded we're thinking about the double-minded this morning uh, whether we serve the master which is God or the master which is mammon we have a double mind. Well, the Lord says when we search for him with all our heart, we need to be seeking him for salvation. But we are to come in prayer. Call upon the name of the Lord and thou shalt be saved. The scripture says these are the promises which he has given to us. Like this promise that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to this place. I will visit you. And likewise, the Lord says that if we call upon him, he will hear us when we call upon him with all our heart. 
We are to call upon him then in our search, in our seeking of him. We are to call upon him in humility. In Exodus 3 and verse 5, he said to Moses, draw not nigh hither, put off thy shoes from off thy foot, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And there are some who say that they have sought after God, but they sought after God as some kind of a commander of God. Uh, they think of God as being a, 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 a genie or something where you rub a magic lamp and there he appears. Uh, well, we need to remember that God is the sovereign one, uh, that we are the creation of his hands, and that when we come to him, we are to come in a, in a, in a way which is reverential. Uh, we come before our creator. We come before our judge. We come before one who is mighty to save. But he is also mighty to destroy. As looking down into the, into the smoke of the pit, we find the lamb as it had been slain. Uh, the Lord may indeed have salvation for us, but he also has destruction for those who stand against him. We need to come in humility. And then we need to remember we always are to come in Christ. He read together from Romans chapter 3. And there we find that it is Christ who is the propitiation. He is the mercy seat. He is the place to which we must come. It is through Christ that we call upon God. It is through Christ that we meet with God. Christ is, God is revealed in Christ. Our prayers are conveyed to the Father through Christ and in Christ's name. It is in Christ. And there is no other name by which we must be saved. 1 John 2 2 and he is the propitiation for our sins not for ours only but also for the sins of the whole world not saying that he has died for the whole world and the whole world will be saved that's not what it's saying it is saying that other the other nations have their own gods but there is only one propitiation for sin he is the propitiation for the whole world uh, you can't get there through Brahman. You can't get there uh, through, uh, through the, the gods of, of the Hindus or, or through the gods of the uh, other Eastern nations. You must come through Jesus Christ. He is the propitiation. He is the salvation of the whole world. And apart from him, there is no salvation. Secondly, then, uh, this is the action that we are pressed to, that is to seek him and to search for him with all of our heart. The second thing we might say is the attention that we are to pay to him, that we come wholeheartedly. Anything which is worthwhile, really, we need to take hold of wholeheartedly. We need to commit ourselves to those things. We might take the illustration of the Olympic crown, or at the moment the Commonwealth Games are going on. And if we are to be successful, if a person is to be successful, they need to give their heart. They need to give everything they have uh, to become the best that there is. And even then, of course, there are always those who fail, always those who come second or come third. And they lament that they couldn't have done a little bit better. Uh, and perhaps it was just on the day. Uh, but very often on such a day, they do even better than they thought they were going to do. They break their own record and still don't win. But nevertheless, they have given everything that they might seek the Lord and here in our verse it says we should seek him with all thine heart all thine heart we don't become an Olympic contender by watching the Olympics on the television 
Uh, we can watch the tennis, and many people do when, Olymp- when uh, Wimbledon comes round. Lots of people sit down, they watch the tennis, and all of a sudden you see in the parks the uh, tennis courts are full, everybody's got their tennis racket out, and they think that they can go out and play like Djokovic, uh, and they discover that it's not just as easy as it looks. But nevertheless, if we are to be someone who overcomes, then we need uh, to give our whole heart to it. And this is necessary also in seeking the Lord. Let's seek him with all of our heart. We must be earnest. Because the danger is great. Uh, Here, the, the children of Israel were told that when they were carried away into captivity that they were to build houses and dwell in them, plant gardens, eat the fruit, because it was going to be 70 years. Uh, Take uh, wives for your sons, give your daughters to others, that they might be married, that they might have children, so that you're not diminished while you're away in captivity. It is going to be 70 years, the Lord said. And then after that 70 years, you can come back. But here, our danger is a greater danger than this. It's not just for 70 years. The danger that we seek to escape from is an eternal one. And if they were to be seeking the Lord with all their heart, then we even more should be seeking the Lord with all of our heart. If someone seeks to escape from a burning house, they don't half-heartedly come down the stairs and and say to themselves, well, maybe I'll go and make myself a cup of tea first, uh, just so I don't get thirsty outside. They get out as as quickly as they can. And perhaps if they have others in the house, uh, they seek to get them out too. And they go and get their children or their loved ones out of the house first. uh, And uh, there are some foolish enough to go back and try and get something else out too. But usually it's the people they try to get out first. Uh, We need to have that earnestness. And also because of the completeness of the mercy that we seek. See, when we come to Christ, everything is dealt with. When, when we trust in the Lord for our salvation, it's not that we have to have Christ and something else in order to get to heaven, but the salvation of the Lord is complete. And then also we need to recognize that everyone else is earnest in this matter. The devil is earnestly trying to destroy you and to damn you. The world is earnestly seeking you to follow after their ways so that they might feel more comfort in their sin they want you to say to them it's all right for you to do this or to do that you come and join us and we'll all uh, work together we will all spend our time together in vanity fair uh, as john bunyan puts it and christ is earnest to save you he gave his life upon the cross of calvary so that you could be saved he died there he cried out to the father and said my god my god why hast thou forsaken me so that you could be saved. Christ was earnest even unto death. And God is wholehearted in giving his own son for you. And he will be earnest in judging you if you refuse him. And earnestness is required then. Uh, We are to seek the Lord with all of our heart and he will be found of us. We are to recognize that we are to pay the greatest attention to these things. And we think also how earnest we were in our sin, how we enjoyed the ways of the world, how we enjoyed the things which made us feel good for the moment and the times that we spent uh, wasting ourselves in unrighteousness. Can we not be earnest in seeking the Lord for salvation? Can we truly seek with half a heart? 
How much are we tied to the earth? How much are we ready to give of our thoughts to the seeking of the Lord when he says, if you seek me, I will be found of you. And then finally, the advantage which we are promised. These are wonderful words we find in Jeremiah here. He says, then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. The ear of God we will have. Ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity. Freedom. And the word will make you free. The sun shall make you free. And if the sun make you free, you will be free indeed. I will gather you from all the nations, from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. I will bring you again into this place. The Lord offers all redemption to those who seek him, to those who call upon him. This is the advantage. And there is no other way of salvation. This is complete. This is salvation. This is transformation. This is heaven. This is eternal life. The Lord says, seek me. And when you seek me with all your heart, then you will find me. Will you come and trust in the Lord? Will you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved? Will you seek him and know the salvation of God? Everything is given to us in Christ. Paul writes in Romans and chapter 8, If God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? Everything is complete in Christ all things, all the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. A complete and full salvation. And the Lord says, come, seek me and I will be found of you. May the Lord bless these words to our heart and understanding. And may we know the salvation and the blessing of God.